0: Hey everyone, back for another bonus episode of Tabletopped. Uh, We have something real special for you today. Um, Daniel will not shut up about this one setting that he loves, loves, loves so much. Uh, Maybe you've heard of it. It's called Dragonlance. Uh, And so we thought it might be really cool to just kind of talk through different settings. Uh, You might hear more of these episodes uh, coming up in the future uh, for bonus. Huh? (laughs) <laughs> Shade uh, said that we should call this segment "Setting the Table." Uh, let me know if you like that one or not. We we could stick with it maybe. And but for now, I think that works really well. So welcome to "Setting the Table," Daniel. Uh, you love you love fucking Dragonlance. Tell me why. I've
1: never really even heard of it. So uh, step one: dragons. You've heard of them? Yeah. Dragonlance is fucking full of dragons, my dude. How full? Uh completely full, 100% saturated with dragons. Oh wow. That is a lot of dragons.
0: For real though, like are is it that you're going to be running into dragons all the time that they're like NPCs or whatever, or are they just like huge dragons? The dragons?
1: Though? Yeah, the are dragons. In the Dragonlance settings, take a sort of hands-on approach to like the political structure and the like world building. They are constantly involved in the wars, uh the big Thing, obviously, because it's called Dragonlance, is that the dragon sort of like metallic good dragons, uh, side with like the humans and the elves, and then the chromatic dragons, which is, dragons. are the bad ones, <laughs> and they are always trying to take over Kryn and the whole world. So you have the people who ride the dragons, and of course, there's these magical weapons called dragon lances. Uh, that the Dragon Riders used to fight each other. All right. This is
0: this is very um, Star Wars then. It's sort of Jedi and Sith. Well, okay. And- so
1: let's see. Star Wars came out in the 1970s, sure. 80s, and then what, late 80s was the last Star Wars? Yeah. And the Dragonlance novels were originally started in 1984. So the, probably a lot of that whole epic sci-fi Nonsense made its way into sort of the fantasy of the time because you know they sort of sci-fi and fantasy sort of trade ideas a lot like Marvel and DC. Yeah, like D- by and I mean Dark Sun. steal <laughs> and try to do them
0: better. Yeah. Okay, so there are dragons everywhere. People ride them. That sounds cool. Uh,
1: why do you like this setting? Uh, so Dragonlance has actually been my favorite setting. A lot of that has to do with the fact that it was my first foray into like heavy epic fantasy. As well as novels that you could really sink your teeth into. Dragonlance and I were brought into the world at about the same time, <laughs> so when I started reading uh, in middle school for fun and like really getting involved in like developing my nerdy personality, uh, there was like already like dozens of Dragonlance books out there. So I started with Chronicles, um, Dragons of the Autumn. Twilight, I believe, is the title of the first book. Let's do a quick Google search, uh, yes. to give that you're, right you're, information. You're right. you're right. I'm always correct. <laughs> Never wrong.
0: Okay, so it's uh so you're saying this like nostalgia is a big factor here for your enjoyment of it and you just like the high epic fantasy sort of setting. Is there any like specific thing inside of it that you, you're like, I can't get this fixed anywhere else?
1: I'm gonna bring this back around. I may have said it before, but the fucking dragons are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they are—they're they're characters. They take part in the story. They interact with the world. And a lot of like other fantasy, the dragons are the sort of like high intelligent beast that just sort of exists as like a end goal to slay. But in Dragonlance, they. They are the people. Uh, the first uh, Dragonlance book that I read off of the main line was one called "The Lost Histories: The Dragons," and it was all about uh, in the time frame uh, a clutch of dragon eggs that were hatching, and just like the personalities developed as these young dragons grew into like their dragonhood. And dragon culture and all was established. Like how important, like the next generation was to dragons, because there were so few of them at this time. So you really just develop in this particular world these huge creatures full of magical power, and just how human they can be with what they have to deal with, as far as you know, the evil dragons and the civilizations always trying to like seek them out and have them fight their wars for them. So um. Uh- I
2: I will agree with all of this. I, I will confess I have not read any of the Dragonlance books because I do it. You won't. I will one day, (laughs) but not yet. Uh, but I will say, uh, for, for those who are maybe playing in five E currently, um, Dragonlance is starting to kind of be on the rise again. Uh, most recently with Fizban's,
1: uh, treasury of Treasury of dragons. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there's been, like, some weird tie-ups with, like, the licensing and copyrights uh, with Dragonlance and Wizards of the Coast. So it's good that they're actually, like, starting to come back around together and make official content again.
0: All right. So you're starting to sell me uh, on Dragonlance. I'm starting to come around to the idea that this could be a cool place to run a campaign. What kind of campaigns are good in this setting? Like, if you were... Uh, going to run a Dragonlance campaign tomorrow. What kind of plot hooks, what kind of storylines are you, are you thinking would be the perfect fit?
1: So the stories are all sort of like epic war based. Yeah. So I'd say if you wanted to run a good Dragonlance story, you need to kind of know what's going on as far as like what war of the Lance that you are involved in. Because I believe like at this point and I'd have to check in because it's been a while since I've read them. I know there's new books. Uh, several variations of the of war. So you need to check on your timeline. Because uh, they also do a lot of time traveling in the Dragonlance <laughs> books, which is weird for a fantasy thing to have a lot of. But you could do a time travel thing where your characters are resetting uh, the events of the War of the Lance, or they could just be partaking in a major battle, fighting one of the many, like villainous generals or whatnot that are involving. So high political intrigue and epic war battles yeah, that's, would be good settings. It's what I was going to ask, because if for someone like me who hasn't
2: delved into the books and, you know, really is only familiar through Wikipedia and general osmosis of this kind of information, um, I always think of it as Your wizards are the most wizardy guys ever. Uh, Your knights are, you know, it's big heraldry, and your dragons are the noble or evil uh, beast that that is ever on the horizon.
1: I love that you bring up a couple of key features, because let's keep talking about the cool shit in Dragonlance. (laughs) (laughs) Wizards are done so incredibly well. There's some of the best wizards setting. are in this setting. And I have stolen so many ideas from my own magic systems uh, involved in this. Uh, wizards are separated by alignment and sort of like their they're cast, white robes, black robes, and red robes being good, evil, and neutral. And I've never heard that in a fantasy setting at all,
2: ever. No other fantasy setting has done that. I'm pretty sure Tolkien stole it, right, off of, of the Dragonlance folk?
1: <laughs> Tolkien, yeah. yeah, Tolkien later <laughs> stole this idea, uh, but it is a fun idea. I'm not so just... as you, when you take your your test, you know, you're kind of like challenged in some way. Uh, which is talking about like plot hooks. Uh, the wizard's test would be a great like campaign starter. Oh yeah, if you're playing a magic party going through, because uh, in fiction they are specifically set to challenge specific people in certain ways. So it's not like one sort of like gauntlet that you have to survive. They they gun for you personally, yeah. So that would be a good episode, and then of course there's always the uh, the towers of high sorcery. So yes, the wizards are like sort of aligned by colored of robes, but also they have like a vow to work together against like everything else. Magic first, alliances second. Will black robes and white robes work together if it's to hold up? Magic, definitely. Wow, yeah, okay. no, yeah. That's,
0: that's actually really cool.
1: <laughs> it's they all about the magic first, like all that other like bullshit and alliances. Like white robes and black robes will like go toe to toe all the time because they're often on opposite sides of conflicts. But you threaten the magic, and they are right back together, side by side. badass ass
0: wizards. So you've been talking about this for a while, and a an idea popped into my head for something that maybe i'll run someday if i ever use dragon as a setting where it would be really cool to have a kind of gray villain that is just trying to kill all of the dragons because they keep causing all of these huge wars <laughs> and then just being like we have to exterminate every single dragon and then you're a party who's trying to stop them
1: oh <laughs> well, yeah that could be a, a good system because it is uh technically i guess the like dark queen of the dragons. she's like the five-headed all color of the chromatic dragons and paladine who is sort of like the platinum dragon they're really responsible for a lot of the wars so it'd be like a weird sort of kill all dragons versus kill all the priests of these two gods too there'd be a lot of stuff which i think yeah that is that's where most of the conflicts from the books come from. People trying to do exactly that thing. Kill all of one of the other side. Yep. And I guess we'll go to finish up the thing about wizards, also a fun thing, there are three moons in the Dragonlance. A white, a red, and a hidden sort of black moon that relies to each... Uh, re- relies? Fuck. Now I've forgotten what actually word. Relays? Is that what I wanted? So, folks at home... You should know that I have this weird problem where I will just forget words entirely, and it's it's a. That's a problem. It's happening
2: again. <laughs> he he opened it's his th- thesaurus real quick to double check what he
1: wanted there. <laughs> God, why would why did they choose me to be on this podcast? Because <laughs> we I'm love. You. Need a lot of editing. Because you love you. Uh, yeah, so the moons dictate also like how powerful wizards and stuff can be in the world, uh, which it comes with a chart. So again, if you wanted to like role play wizards, you can actually have their magic get negged and uh, bonus based on what cycle the moons are in. Yeah, which is a fun thing. Uh, and I guess I'm gonna finish this up by talking about the knights, because you mentioned knights, wizards, and dragons. Uh, the knights of Oh, crap, am I going to say this correctly? I've never actually said this word before because I've only read it and had friends that have refused to read the books. The Knights of Solemnia? That can't be correct. Tweeter, don't be too mad at me. Uh, And then the Knights of Tachesis, which are like the, again, the good knights and the the evil knights, uh, all broken into Knights of the Rose, Crown, and Sword, and then the Skull, Thorn, and, I don't know, Black Rose? I can't think of the third sect of knights but again you also get into a lot of that whole what makes a knight a knight what is the highest ideals a person fighting for others can hold uh which is the major plot point of the like first trilogy with uh strum Brightblade, who holds the uh the oath of the knights of solemnia up until the point uh you find out that he was actually not allowed to become a knight because of his heritage but he still held the uh, ideals and virtues and lived his life that way. Did you call him Strum yep. Brightblade? That's his name.
0: That is his name. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things <laughs>
1: Great. I love it. Cool. I love a, I
0: love a, a, a strong naming scheme. <laughs>
1: I mean, a lot of the characters had really interesting names. I mean,
0: listen, all of them have, uh, every single fantasy has stupid names.
1: Driss Dwarden Bad name, guys. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard two people agree on how to say his first name.
0: Drist or whatever. I say Dritz. drift Drist. We've, we've gone through it. I'm starting to be one over. Give me some of the bad parts. Like, what can't you do in Dragonlance when it comes to running something? If you're a DM, what, what would you say to, like,
1: keep away from this setting if you want to do this? Uh, so it is your very typical high magic fantasy setting. So you're not going to see like any of the steampunk elements. Like if you like uh, the Aberon War yeah. forged, or if you like seeing like modern technology, they do not exist. You're going to have to play to like the whole medieval Europe sort of type casting for fantasy. Of course, you can always
2: make it your own Dragonlance. Like, don't you know? You know, don't be afraid to
1: do that, but. If you go just straight from the, the products. If you want to play it straight out the box, yeah, you're going to be tied into that whole sort of, like, vanilla fantasy
2: concepts. You're also going to be in older editions, because outside of Fizzbinds, there's nothing in 5e right
1: now. Nothing was released for in, like, the D&D sets for 4th edition or 5th, so you got to go back to 3rd, because I think even after 3.5 yeah, came I out, they were still not anything new released, so... You're going to be stuck in sort of that uh, generic fantasy, and you're going to be playing old editions. You're not going to be doing anything sort of current. are going to be your hang-ups.
2: But if you've only ever played 5th edition, do go give some of those older editions a try. There's some interesting stuff there.
1: If you like video games, (laughs) 4th edition is
2: right up your alley. Yeah, honestly. It's a cool edition. (laughs)
0: Well, thank you, guys. Um, this has been Setting the Table, our new name. I love it. That Nick loves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, you know, honestly, uh, we, we've been throwing around names all over the place for different segment ideas, um, and most of them are table-oriented, which, you know, makes sense. It just every time I just kind of shake my head. <laughs> we have a theme. We're sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Know, know yourself, you know? Um, Well, Daniel, thank you so much for introducing your great love, Dragonlance. You're welcome. May you forever ride dragons.
1: I'll ride them all day. Fucking dragons, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye.